Welcome to our brand new series called Personal. This is what it looks like, and this is what it's going to be like. We are going to have a great time talking about what that means and what it doesn't mean, and it is such a needed uh, experience. And before we jump into that, though, since it's called Personal, I thought I would take this moment, if you don't mind, and share a little bit of a personal moment with you. You may not know this, but back in January, the first week on January the 4th, my oldest daughter, Morgan, I have two daughters, my oldest daughter, Morgan, her and her husband had a little baby boy. You know what that means. Yeah, that means I'm a pops. Absolutely. You want to see a picture? Of course you do. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? Look at there. Come on, come on. Oh, yeah, you know it. You know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I would, I, you know, we'd bring him in here, but he doesn't belong in here. He belongs back in the peak with the rest of the babies, right? Right. Okay. Just thought I'd put that out there. But isn't he cute? Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's flexing his muscles over here. This is Case, by the way. His name is Case, C-A-S-E. We're so excited to have him here. And I know some of you are thinking, you're thinking, you look way too young to be a grandpa. I know, right? And so here's what that means for you. Those of you that are dreading that day thinking, oh, I am not looking forward to that. I'm just helping it look good. See, look how good you can look and be a grandfather. Amazing, amazing. And you ought to see my wife. I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, can you imagine? So we are super excited. I thought I would just share that with you so that you can be aware that there may be stories coming down the road about him. Maybe, probably, definitely going to happen. So anyway, a little personal moment. Thank you for indulging that. So help you guys kind of little be a part of my life as much as possible. In this series called Personal, it's going to give us a great opportunity. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, it's going to give us a fantastic opportunity to talk about a truth that is often missed, often drowned out in our pursuit to know and follow God. In our desire to follow Jesus Christ, there is something that often kind of gets missed and, and covered up and covered over unintentionally a lot of times, but we're going we're gonna to talk about that starting today. And if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I want to welcome you and let you know we are super glad you're here. And regardless of why you're here, I know it can be a risky, you know, kind of a sticky thing to be in a, a big room or be, you know, around a lot of other people that you know, I'll believe something and you're not quite sure maybe what you believe or understand what they believe, that kind of thing. Don't be intimidated. We're so glad you're here. And this is an opportunity in this series for you to kind of see behind the scenes, to kind of understand maybe why you are here and to get some clarity on maybe why somebody cared enough about you to invite you to join them here at the summit. So let's talk about this word personal for a second, okay? Personal. Most of the time when we use the word personal, we're saying it in the context of this is none of your business, right? That's personal. This is personal. This is personal. Personal. Hey, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 that's personal. And it's usually our sign when we say that in a conversation for people to back off and back away, right? Okay, that's personal. And Christians, you know, when we use the word and the phrase personal, what we mean is, you know, that's between me and God. 
none of your dang business. You know, that's between me and Jesus. That, that's for me to know and God to know and for you to just kind of move on. You mind your own life and I'll mind my own life. That is personal. I'm going to tell you in this series, we're not going to use that word this way because it means something else too. It's not a private thing. This thing about knowing God and following God is personal. Yes, it is um, something that involves you, but it's not something that just involves you. It's not a private thing. It involves you, but it's not something that's just about you. It is for you, but is bigger than you and me. It's personal, but it's not private. A lot of times followers of Jesus think that this whole Knowing God and following God, that's just between me and God. That's just something for me and God and my life. It's just about me and God and, and you do your thing and I'll do my thing and you won't talk about your thing and I won't talk about my thing. We'll just kind of coexist, kind of deal with this whole spirituality thing. No, it's personal. You're definitely at the table, but you're not the subject of conversation. It's not exclusive about you. Now, follow me. We're going to go somewhere. I'm going to just kind of take you on a little journey. Let me explain it. Let's start here. You have a purpose. I have a purpose. Everybody in this room, everybody in the sound of my voice, regardless of where you're watching online, everybody has a purpose. And that's something all of us kind of warm up to, that idea that we all have a purpose for being on this planet. We all have a purpose. That's the personal side. Your purpose is why you exist, why you are alive, why you are here. You have a purpose. And we love to talk about purpose, even if we don't know what the purpose is, even if we're not quite sure. That's why we ask questions. I wonder what my purpose is. I'm just trying to find out what my purpose is because we ask those questions because we assume there is one. So we love talking about that. Even if you're not a Christian, you love contemplating the reasons for life. Why are we here? And what's the meaning of all of it? Those are all purpose type questions and purpose thoughts. We know we have a purpose. We love the fact that we have a purpose. And our purpose often consumes our focus. But there's much, much more. Follower of Jesus, listen to me. There is much, much more to God's plan for your life than just your understanding of what his purpose is for you. Here's why. Not only do you have purpose, you have people. Did you know that? Yeah. You're surrounded with them. Everybody has purpose and everybody has people. If your purpose is why you're here, your, your people is who you're here for. Just look around you. God has strategically put the people that are in your life, he has put them in your life. You know why? So that your purpose has a connection point, which is people. Without people, you can't live out your purpose. Without people, you can't fulfill your purpose in life. Don't think that if you were stranded on a desert island somewhere and it's just you and Jesus, that that was why you were created. No, no, that's a small part of why you were created. That's not why you were created. If you want to know the big picture of why you're created, why God gave you a purpose, 
God gave you a purpose and then put you around people and then put people in your life. You're like, well, I'm not a people person. Everybody's a people person. I know what you mean by that. You mean I'm not an extrovert. I get it. You know, even introverts are people people. They're just introverted people people, right? And so you may not, you know, like out front and I kind of keep to myself. Well, right, you, you kind of keep to yourself with a small group of people who like to keep to themselves, and you, you talk, you know, just in your small little circles, but some of you have very large circles, some of you have small circles. Everybody's got people. And God gave you a purpose and put people in your life strategically so that your people have a, that your purpose has a connection. And that connection is supposed to be people. Starts with your family. That's why you're married. That's the bigger picture. That's why you got kids. You got a husband, you got a wife, you got children, you got a mom, you got a dad, you have brothers and you have sisters. That's why God has put friends in your life. Did you know that? God, that's why you have a network of friendships. Do you know that's the big reason why you have coworkers? God, it's no accident that the people you work around are the people you work around. There are people who work for you. There are people you work for. There are people you work with. None of that is accidental. None of that is coincidental. Those are your people. There's people in your neighborhood. Who are the people in your neighborhood? No, I won't do that. Y'all remember that? Boy, that's a throwback. I just came. We'll just let it go. That involved me singing. Yeah. You have purpose and you have people. Here's the point. Connect your purpose to your people. That's why we're doing this series. To help you understand the connection between the purpose that God has for your life and the people that God has put in your life. And if you don't understand that connection, you won't fully understand or get to live out the purpose that God has for your life. Connect your purpose to your people. It's why you're here and who you're here for. Because people are a greater focus in your life than almost anything else. It's a greater focus. That's what Jesus made his life about. People. Jesus didn't come to the earth and say, I'm here to fulfill the mission, the purpose that God sent me to earth to fulfill and keep to himself. No, because it involved people. Your purpose involves people. It's how God's mission is meant to be lived out. It's always been this way. A person to person to person, a life on life on life kind of thing. Let me show you what I mean. Let me take you back to the first century and kind of show you how it got started because the way it got started is still, still the way it works. In the early days of Jesus' ministry, and I mean when Jesus really first began to let people know who he was, that he wasn't just Jesus, you know, Joseph and Mary's boy. He wasn't just Jesus, the carpenter guy that, you know, worked with Joseph over there, um, you know, and, and did all this fantastic carpentry work, lived in Nazareth. No, 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 no. It's, it's bigger than that. When he began to let people know his real purpose, that he was the son of God, that he was the Messiah, that he was the one sent from God to take away the sins of the world. As word began to get around, then people started following Jesus following him around, see what he was about, listening to him, 
spending time with him. And so we're getting ready to peer into a moment in history when Jesus first started his ministry and people were first starting to follow him. Watch this. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men that started to follow Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon, his brother Simon Peter, two names back then, Simon, Peter. Uh, early on, he's referred to as Simon a lot. Later on, he's referred to as Peter mostly, but those two are used interchangeably. His name is Simon Peter. Andrew went to find his brother Simon, and he told him, hey, dude, we found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Now, look at that. Now, now see, a lot of times when you're reading the Bible, and, and for many years, I would, I would read this as if, Oh yeah, that's just kind of what ha- it's, it's just kind of what's happening. It's just kind of like a narrative. This happened and then happened. But you really begin to look at this. None of this is accidental. None of this is coincidental. This is how it worked. This is how people found out who Jesus was. This is how the mission of Jesus was accomplished. This is how the good news of Jesus spread. Guys like Andrew, beginning to discover their purpose began to connect the dots between their purpose and their people. And who was one of Andrew's people? His brother. So it was natural for him to go, Peter's got to meet this guy. Peter's going to flip out. Peter's going to be so excited because we've heard about him and we've taught about him and, and people have always talked about him and heard rumors. And now he's the guy. So Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Watch this. It keeps going. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. So he found a guy named Philip. And he said to Philip, Come follow me. Jesus is inviting people to follow him. So Philip was from Bethsaida, which happened to be where Andrew and Peter's hometown was. Okay, so you see this, and this this connection, this people connection. Now watch what Philip did. Philip went to look for Nathaniel. So Philip began to listen. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. This Jesus guy, I'm following him. I'm hearing him teach. I'm hearing him say things. Mm, He might be the one. This could be the guy that we've been thinking about, praying about, looking for. You know who needs to know this? Nathaniel. So he goes to find Nathaniel and he told him, we have found the person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph. He's from Nazareth. And I love this. This is so good. A lot of times you miss this. This is what Nathaniel said. (laughs) Nazareth? Can anything good come from Nazareth? (laughs) It's like, oh, listen, we all know Nazareth. Nazareth is unimpressive, small little podunk town. I mean, they don't have the internet. I mean, it's just like you can't get Wi-Fi there. It's a bad cell signal. Nobody, you don't want to hang out there. Nobody vacations in Nazareth. Nothing interesting happens in Nazareth. Can anything really, come on, come on, the savior of the world, just the guy that Moses wrote about some dude, and he's going to save the world, and he's from Nazareth? And this is what Philip said, come and see for yourself. Come and see. One of the most natural things. As these guys began to follow Jesus and discovered their purpose, they immediately started connecting the dots to the people that God had put in their lives. Family, friends, acquaintances, people that lived in the same village. A little bit later on in Jesus' ministry, as he was continuing to invite guys to follow him, he came up to a group of his soon would-be followers who were fishermen. And in one sentence, he connected the purpose to people. And they didn't even know it. They didn't even see it then. They didn't even understand what Jesus said when he said this to a group of fishermen. Jesus said, called out to them. He said, hey, come follow me, guys. 
and I will show you how to fish for people. <laughs> That's weird. Fish for people? Who fishes for people? What's that like? What? It's, he's, not, he's not saying literally fish for people. Throw him in. Let's hook him. You know, no. It's, it's an analogy. What Jesus was saying in that one invitation was, guys, there's a purpose I've got for you. I want you to follow me. I think that's, that's a Jesus guy. Wait, he keeps telling people to follow him. I mean, he, he's that guy. He's that guy we've been here. And Peter's talking about and Andrew's the thing. Yes, that's that guy. And he says, if you follow me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect the dots between a purpose and the end goal is that you will connect with people. Interesting. Jesus did not say that the end goal of following him was just to simply follow him. Just want to be with Jesus. Right? You hear Christians talk about stuff like that. You know, I, I just want I just wanna I just want to be with the Lord. I just want to, well, great. One day you're gonna die and be in heaven, you'll be with the Lord. But you're also gonna be with a lot of people. Right? The end goal of following Jesus was connecting that to people. So I want you to think about your people. Your family people, your work people, your neighborhood people. It's always been a life-on-life-on-life connection. I want to show you one more thing. A little bit later on in Jesus' ministry, he was having a conversation with a woman from Samaria, which was odd that he would have a conversation, number one, with anybody from Samaria. And here's why. Because Jesus was a Jew, and, and this Samaritan woman was from Samaria. That's why she's called a Samaritan. That's deep. Right. So, and Jewish people and Samaritans, they didn't hang out. They didn't go clubbing together. They didn't meet at Starbucks. They just don't spend time together. So the fact that Jesus is talking to a Samaritan and a Samaritan woman, which in public, I mean, it's just, you know, women were just back then, unfortunately, were just there. This was, oh, by the way, this is a side note. Nobody did more for the equality of women than Jesus. No one in all of history did more to establish the, the intrinsic God-given value and worth of all people, including women, back in the first century, than Jesus. And this is just an example of that. So Jesus having this conversation with this woman from Samaria. It's raising eyebrows. And they talked about life. They talked about God. They talked about worship. And then little by little, Jesus began to drop hints of who he was and who she was really talking to. And she had heard about Jesus and she had heard the rumors. And so finally, in a roundabout way, Jesus is like, I'm the one. I'll change your life. I'll change you from the inside out and you will never be the same again. And then when she started cluing into this, Jesus also said some other things to it. Like she, he kind of hinted at the fact, well, he didn't hint, he just came right out and said that he kind of knew what was really going on in her life. Nobody else kind of knew what she was doing, but Jesus kind of knew what he was doing because when you're Jesus, you know everything. And when Jesus is your friend, he kind of sees right through you. It's kind of weird and freaky. And he's not like, oh, I knew you were thinking that. It's like, oh, it's got to be frustrating to have Jesus around at the party. You know, like, oh, man. I heard that. I didn't say it. I know. <laughs> so this is one of those things, you know. And, and so she didn't tell him, but Jesus just kind of knew. And so now she's figuring this out. Oh, my goodness, this is the Messiah. So she goes through the village, kind of freaking out, excited and all this. And this is what this woman started saying. Check this out. Very simple. Come and see. She did the most natural thing that any of us would do. You guys got to come check this out. You guys... 
you got to come see this man who told me everything I ever did, which was kind of like a drama queen exaggeration because he didn't tell her everything he ever did. It was just a short conversation. He just told her a little bit about her, but she knew he knows everything. Oh my, he's the one. And watch what happened. So the people came. She said, come and see. And the most crazy thing happened. They came. And they came streaming in from the village to see him. And then watch what happens as a result of that. So all these people that came to see Jesus said to the woman, now we believe. Now we believe ourselves, not just because you told us, because that's how it started. She just reached out to him and said, hey, you got to come and see. But now we've heard him ourselves. Now we know ourselves. We've experienced it. That he is the savior of the world. You see how that works? They believe. They, their lives were changed. And they believed. Because she told them. She just said. She made the connection between this purpose that she didn't fully understand. It's like you and I don't fully understand our purpose yet. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're still changing. We're still figuring out what this is like. But she began to connect the dots. Wait a second. The most natural thing, once I begin to see what God wants to do in my life, is to tell somebody else, to share it with somebody else, give it away to somebody else, to naturally share what I have received as we receive and share the love of our great God. Question. You ever thought about who's believing Jesus because of you? Who's coming to Jesus because of you? That's a question to ponder. Because the big point here is for you to figure out a way to all those people in your life is to connect your purpose. And you've got one to your people. And you will never fulfill your purpose until you connect it to your people. The purpose that God has for you has everything to do with the people that God has put around you. Your relationship with God was never meant to be just about you and God. It was never meant to be just you and Jesus thing. It was always meant to be something that kind of spread word of mouth. In the first century, that's all they had was word of mouth. That's the way it worked. Somebody told somebody, brought somebody, shared it with somebody, person to person to person, brother to friend, to sister, to mom, to dad, to neighbor, I mean, think about it. There was no technology. There's no texting. There's no, I mean, there's no radio. There's not even a newspaper back then. I mean, mass media didn't even really start mass publications until, you know, the 15, 1600s, and then it was print, newspaper at best. And then you got the modern era, and you got radio, and we can listen, and we can broadcast the news and great things about the good news of Jesus Christ. And then you've got television, that helps. And then you've got the internet, thanks to Al Gore, that really helps. <laughs> and you've got all this technology, which is pretty cool stuff. We love technology. Technology is a great tool. However, nothing, nothing, nothing is more effective than somebody telling somebody. My life has been changed. My life is changing. I don't fully understand it. I don't fully get it. I don't even know how to fully explain it to you, who he is and what's going on in my life. But you just got to come and see. I mean, I love that. It's just so simple, right? Just come and see. Just come check it out for yourself. And they're asking you all these kinds of questions. You know, we're, we're so afraid of questions. What if people ask me something and I don't know how to answer? Just say, come and see. I don't know. Just come and see. I can't explain it to you. Just come and see. Just, just check it out for yourself. You decide for yourself. And I loved it how those people said, now we know. Not just because you said come and see, but because we believe. And now we know. Connect your purpose to your people. Still the best way. It's natural. 
for us to just share what we're excited about. You do it with a movie. You got to see this movie. This movie will change your life. I doubt it. But you're excited about it, right? You got to eat at this place. This burger will change your life. Probably not. But we, we just naturally share that, you know, with your people. You know how to do this. I know how to do this. And then you take the most important thing, what God is doing in your life. And we think we're supposed to sit on that? Oh, connect your purpose to your people. Either you share what God is doing in your life with them so that they will discover what God wants to do in their life or just hope they figure it out on their own. You know, all these people you have in your life, God has put in your life, and you think, well, my work people are just work people. They're just the people I work with. Oh, that's such a small view. Do you think God has just put people at work around you just so you can have people to work with? As if work is the point. You know, we do this all the time. Well, I got my work people, and then I got my church people, and I don't mix those two. Who told you that? Of course you mix the two. Well, I got my family, and we don't talk about, you know, you got family, and I got this stuff that God, and I got the spiritual side, you know. You can't categorize Jesus. When Jesus comes into your life, he comes in to take over. You don't find a nice, neat little compartment and category for him and say, I think you'll fit here. No. It's meant to be holistic in every way. Your purpose is connected to people. That's what it means to make it personal. And when people know that you know them and they know that you care about them, that's when they're interested to hear what you have to say. Connect your purpose to your people. Makes me wonder, and I'm thinking about this week, why don't we? Why don't we do this? Why don't we connect purpose to people? Why do we just kind of like to stay with the purpose? I don't think about God's plan for my life and I, God making my dreams come true and all these kinds of things. I'm so excited. What does God want me to do? And we never really connect the dots to people. And we give ourselves excuses. Like, is it because we don't know how? And a lot of people say that. That gives them an out. Well, I don't know how. I don't know how to talk to people about that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, you do. It's just like talking to them about a movie about that burger that changed your life or about the game hey what about that game just talk to them the way you talk to anybody else about anything that you're excited about anything that's important to you it's normal it's natural and you don't have to have special words it can be as simple as hey you got you got to come and see this it's the craziest thing you gotta you just gotta come check this out Man, I don't know how to explain it I don't even know how to put it into words I'm just telling you my life is changing right before my very eyes so you know how. So I don't buy that. I don't know how. And a lot of times we say this, well, I'm too busy. I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I'm just hoping to be able to slow down so I can, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. You may be busy, but you're not too busy. You know why I know this is true? Because I know us. And we always seem to find a time to do the things that we really, 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 really want to do. We always seem to find the time, don't we? To do the things that matter the most to us. We fit it in. We fit it in. Here's what I think the real reason is. I think the real reason that we struggle with this is that we're just not living it. And that's why we want to keep it private. When we say, oh, that stuff with God, my personal relationship with God is personal. And you mean private, but it's not. It's not private. You want to make it private, and we want to keep it private because we know once the word gets out on the street, that we're going to be looked at a little bit differently. And people are going to go, say what? You go to church? 
<laughs> you want me to come to church with you? You're like, you? No, I mean, anybody, I'd peg anybody for a church person, not you. And so, you know, that's the way it is. And you're thinking, I can't, I can't blow my cover, man. That's why I got to keep Jesus at church and, and me at work and, and family and everything else. I got to keep this on the down low. No. See, it's time we live it. It's time our lives become congruent with the Jesus we say we're following. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect. Doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. Doesn't mean sometimes you just don't simply blow it. And sometimes you're living a lot more like the devil than you are Jesus. That's going to happen from time to time. But the idea is to start living our lives in such a way so that when people hear you talk about what God is doing in your life and you share it with them, their response is much more, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense now. Okay, okay, well, that explains. That explains why you are the way you are. And they mean that in a positive way. That explains why you care about what you care about. That explains why you do things a little bit differently. Okay, okay, I'm listening. Because see, we live in a very tolerant society. More tolerant than ever before. In any other culture of history, ours is the most tolerant, and that works in our favor. That works in your favor. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing when it comes to sharing with people what God is doing in your life. So what do we do about this? Connecting the purpose to your people. Well, you want to be careful how you do this. You don't freak people out. Some of you are like, okay, let's do it. I mean, don't be weird about it because that's what you know, messes a lot of people up. You don't come up to one of your friends or somebody in your family and just, you know, hey, you're not going to hell, are you? You don't want to do that. No. <laughs> it's like, whoo, too much too soon. Back up, back up, back up. Or the, hey, uh, if you were to die in your sleep tonight, would you wake up in heaven or hell? <laughs> you know, it's just like TMI. I'm doing that. That's not the way. How do you do this? Real simple. You know how to do it. Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Connect your purpose to your people. Keep it really simple. See, I, I love what we read in the scriptures what Andrew said to Peter. That's what Philip did to Nathaniel. Hey, I, I, you, you got to come meet this guy. I, I, I know, I got questions too, but you got to come meet this guy. I don't know. We'll figure it out together. Just come meet this guy. We think he's the one. We think this is it. We think this is the life-changing thing we've been looking for. The Samaritan woman, just come see a man. He, just, I, he told me everything. I'm just, just, he's the one. I mean, I can't even put it into words. Keep it simple. Simple conversations. You know how to do it. You do it all the time. Use social media if you need to. It's a great tool. Now, don't get all weird. You know, don't turn everything into a Jesus thing. I hate that. That's so frustrating, you know. Hey, great game last night. You know, following Jesus is not a game. Okay. Really? Do you have to do that? Can we just say great game last night? You know, can we, can we just do that? You know, the Tar Heels won last night. You know, the sky is blue and God made the sky. You know, do you really have to do that? I mean, I agree with you, but can we just talk about how the heels beat the Blue Devils? Can we just do that? Can we just let that be the point? You're dismissed. Thanks for coming. <laughs> right? And I'm not, okay, you see what I'm saying? Don't make it weird. Don't have to turn everything, but look for, look for opportunities just to say, hey, you know what? And, he, and here it is. You don't have to turn everything into a spiritual conversation. You just share what's going on in your life. Hey, what you doing this weekend? 
Well, Sunday morning, uh, 10 o'clock service, 11.30 service, 8.30 service. <laughs> we're going to church. You're doing what at 8.30? Yeah. yeah. Or we're watching online. We're gathering with a group of friends at 10 or 11.30, and we're going to tune in. We're going to watch the live feed of the Summit Church. Well, you you want to join us? Yeah, it's great. And we'll go out to lunch afterwards. It's awesome. Just, just simply have a conversation. It start with the relationships right there in front of you. You're surrounded with people. You got people. And you know how to talk to your people. See, I'm an introvert. Every introvert, like we said, has people. You already figured out how to talk to your people, so just start with your people. Don't worry about everybody else's people. Let them worry about theirs. You just focus on your people that God has strategically put in your life for this reason, that you would live out your purpose connected to them. Hey, and it doesn't get any simpler than just simply inviting them to church. It's that simple. Do you know every week we expect you to bring somebody with you, to bring one of your people with you? We expect it and we prepare for it. Like if you're here for the first time, if you're a first time guest, we knew you were coming. We knew it. We just knew it. We're excited you're here and we planned on you being here. Use us. That's why we do what we do the way we do it is to help you connect your purpose with your people. Just say, hey, you got to come see this band. Hey, you got to come check this out. Hey, you got to see how young this grandpa looks. It'll blow your mind or whatever. Say whatever you want to say. It doesn't matter. Just, just get them in a place where God can begin to work. Get them in an environment, in an experience where God can begin to do things in their life like he's done in yours. Okay, so if you're not a Christian, let me ask you a question. Or if you're a first-time guest and you're not quite sure where you fall into this whole spiritual thing. The reason you're here is probably because someone cared enough about you to include you, to invite you. You're somebody's people. They know you and they care about you. And they care about you enough to share with you something that has absolutely been transformational in their life. Aren't you glad somebody cares for you that much? You may even walk away and say, that was a nice experience and I don't ever want to go back or I don't agree. And that's okay. You have that ability to make that choice. But I think if you really stop and think about it, it just might change your life to consider that someone whose life has been changed, whether you understand it or agree, loves you enough to share what they've experienced with you. That's probably why you're here. Hey, and if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a regular attender here at the summit, aren't you glad somebody connected the dots for you? Aren't you glad that somebody began to realize that their purpose is connected to their people and you are their people and so they share with you and they love you and they serve you and they sacrifice for you and they do life with you and they do the simple things like one day, hey, won't you come to church with me? And we'll go to lunch afterwards. Connect your purpose to your people. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this simple yet powerful truth that often gets missed and overlooked as we get so focused on a personal relationship with you that we forget that personal doesn't mean private. Personal means person to person. And this is meant to be shared. This is meant to be passed on. This is meant to be lived out in community with our people 
Help us to see the connection between our purpose and our people and make that connection. God, I'm so grateful that people made that connection with me and for me. Lord, show us how. Show us when and where. Not in a weird way, a freaky way, but in a natural way, just to share the things that we're excited about that you are doing in our lives so that you can do the very same kinds of things and even greater things in the lives of those we know and care about. In Jesus' name, amen.